Christina, welcome to Hello Good Humans. Thank you for having me. And we've been already chatting for about two hours this morning, mm-hmm. or an hour, but thank you for having me in your house. Yes. Welcome to the show chaos. Oh, it's good. It's Laundry. Good. <laughs> toys. So for people that don't know you, can you give like a, a little elevator pitch? Okay. All right. Well, I am born and raised um, in Holman. So we are still in Holman today. Jared, my husband, and I are high school sweethearts. Yes. uh, We have three kids. And prior to that, this beautiful life we have built, um, I am a Viterbo graduate and very incredibly honored to say that I had the chance to serve as Miss Wisconsin in 2009. And with that, graduate debt-free from Viterbo University. Mm -hmm. In fact, I still have money to spend should I continue to go back and expand and grow uh, my education. Um, I am really just, I think, a, a woman who has like many roles in many different places. So today I feel like I am an incredibly busy mom. I am a soon-to-be author. I am a beauty advocate for clean beauty. And anything that comes my way that I feel deserve some attention and good, I pour myself into it. And that's just who I've always been. And all of my experiences have just really brought me to this place in my life where I just feel compelled to give in many areas of life. I love that. So let's start with Miss Wisconsin. Okay. So I guess walk us through your journey leading up to Miss Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. how that year transformed you. Sure. What you what you learned? Yeah. Well, I I will first start off by saying perseverance is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I competed at Miss Wisconsin four times before I had the honor to serve as Miss Wisconsin, and I did not grow up in pageants. I knew nothing about the Miss America program other than I would routinely go to Miss Holman, hmm. and as a young girl probably more middle school. I just always enjoyed going. One of my favorite parts was the talent portion. And I grew up dancing um, at Misty's Dance Unlimited here in the area. So that always spoke to me. Um, But by the time I was in high school, I was doing something um, called Connecting Generations. And it was a program where I would take young children into nursing homes and have them share the gift of dance and just lift spirits. And I did this because my grandfather actually lived with me and my family growing up. Mm. And when he passed away, I wanted to do something in memory of him, in memory of the beautiful relationship we had built. So I started this program. And someone had sought me out in the community and said, have you ever thought about competing for Miss Holman? You dance, you have this really cool thing you do with kids in the community, and you can earn some scholarship money. So I really hadn't ever considered it, even after seeing it as a middle school student. So I just went in and competed, and I did not win my first year. I was first runner-up at Miss Holman. Um, But then I just felt like this is something that speaks to me. I I knew I needed money to pay for school, Mm -hmm. and so that part of it really drew me into it. But um, more than anything, to be able to share my love and passion for dance And to inspire other young children and young women to become involved in their communities, it just was like a full circle 
tie a pretty bow on it kind of thing where I'm like, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. And so even when I didn't win Miss Wisconsin the first time or the second time or the third time, there was never an ounce of me that ever felt like I couldn't do it. I knew I still could. It just was going to take time. And that's that's like God's gift to all of us mm-hmm. is pushing us to go past the boundaries of comfort, pushing us to believe in ourselves even after we don't think we can. Mm-hmm. And that was such a gift to me, for me, um, through this program. And I love telling kids, it didn't. I didn't go once and win. I didn't go twice and win. I didn't go three times. It took four times and I could have stopped at any point, mm-hmm. but I knew I could and yeah. I wanted to do it. So I think it's, it's important for young children to hear the value of perseverance and pushing through. We do not live in a real world of instant gratification. Mm-hmm. We, we don't. I think there's this idea that it's possible but it's not reality. Mm-hmm. And, and social media mm-hmm. and the internet have definitely pushed that mm-hmm. where if people can't get what they want right away, right. it seems impossible. But We're doing our generation a disservice. Mm-hmm. I obviously competed at Miss Wisconsin and it was my second pageant ever. Yes, yes. <laughs> but there were, there were young women there that it was their third or fourth time. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't feel called to compete again or or chase that dream i can see why young women do because it was an incredible year right and it was an incredible week <laughs> well and being miss lacrosse oktoberfest certainly yes <laughs> i will tell people time and time again being miss wisconsin was beautiful but being miss lacrosse oktoberfest is the ultimate <laughs> it just is mm-hmm. it's just a community and the the collection of humans that come to support this organization, like it's mm-hmm. it's the ultimate. Well, and and we did not meet because you were Miss Wisconsin. Correct. We met because you were Miss Cross Oktoberfest. Right. Right. So, exactly. Yes. And the Oktoberfest is just the greatest. It is. It is. <laughs> Friendship can meekly kite and cheer. There is nothing better than that. Were you Miss Lacrosse Oktoberfest when you won Miss Wisconsin? I was not. Okay. Nope. So, so you got to serve a full year as Miss Lacrosse Oktoberfest. I did. I did. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it's, I think a little impossible for the Miss Lacrosse Oktoberfest that I've gone to compete in one Miss Wisconsin. It's like almost heartbreaking to win Miss Wisconsin, I think, for them because you're giving up that beautiful. A completed year yes. as Miss October. Absolutely, my my fest family was like, you you can get second place, right? Right? right. <laughs> They're like, we love you and we support you, but like, don't win, right? Please, <laughs> please don't. Yes. Um. So then you became Miss Wisconsin. Yes. And I mean, I I have the opportunity to be pretty good friends with Lila this year. Mm-hmm. I should say really good friends. I don't want to. I don't want to make her feel bad. Like we're good, we're good friends. Um, and just hearing her experience now, but what was it like being Miss Wisconsin in 2009? Oh, yeah. Um, it feels like forever ago to be honest with you cuz like the best title is mom. So now I just totally embrace that one. But yeah. being Miss Wisconsin, it, I think it certainly was a year of growth, like personal development for me mm. and just knowing that every time I spoke, whether it was in a school to five kids, 200 kids, or a professional event with 500 people, I was gaining skills that I knew I would carry with me for a lifetime. And I was so grateful. It was, 
a title, but it was a job. Mm-hmm. And it was a job with skill sets that I just, I feel so inspired to teach other people. And there's just something to say about a, like a level of personal confidence that carries you through every chapter of life, mm-hmm. every chapter. So I'm so thankful for the, the professional work experience that I gained. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, but when you became Miss Wisconsin, you were almost done with your undergrad, correct? Correct. So what happened there? Yeah. So I had nine credits left and, um, at the time, I'm not sure how it is today, but we were sort of advised to take a year off of school. And so I took that time off. And when my year was finished, I went back for an opportunity to take an internship, which very quickly snowballed into a full-time job. So at my graduation, I graduated with a class of people I did not know because all my all my classmates had graduated and was already starting my first full-time job that Monday mm-hmm. and jumped on in. And so um, I had the opportunity to serve in sort of a marketing PR role. I was the director of brand and it aligned so beautifully with what I had done because you're an advocate. You're a, a representative for a brand as Miss Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just really was a very natural transition. Um, or I just could kind of continue that ability to, to speak and to engage with people and inspire people. I love that. And are you, do you want to talk about what, what that job was that you got right out of college? Yes. Yes. So I was a director of brand for courtesy corporation, McDonald's, Ronald McDonald house charities. And I was able to serve, um, for them for 10 years. Loved just again, working for small business in this community. Um, people you love going to work for makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, people you love to work with and it, their company at the time was about 4,000 employees. So being able to travel mm-hmm. <laughs> like I did as Miss Wisconsin, um, my company car was red to resemble my red Miss Wisconsin car, <laughs> um, but traveled to Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, speaking to schools, speaking to employees, um, leadership trainings. It, it all just coincided so much. So Um, I loved that opportunity. And then I became pregnant during COVID with our third child. And at the time, I just felt a little God tug on my heart saying, right now, maybe you need to redirect your energy at home and kind of make it through this very bizarre time. Mm -hmm. And we, we survived that time. And now, like I mentioned, I'm just sort of like at this pinnacle I think in my 30 30 some we won't get into age 30 some year old (laughs) time frame where I feel just my heart exploding in so many areas um which we'll talk about my book and serving my family and um some wonderful organizations in this community and I for fun um teach a couple of hours of dance while my daughter is dancing every week and my cup is full and it's pouring out a little bit, but it's all with goodness and you can't help but love that. So in 2015, you started with Beauty Counter? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was doing my research. Yes, you were. You got this. <laughs> oh, well, very, yes. Close. I started 
using Beauty Counter in 2015, but then okay. started, yes, I should, sorry, but started selling it in 2017. Okay, okay. So yep. talk to me about how yep. you discovered Beauty Counter, what drew you to it, yeah. and then, I mean, why it's become a very stable part of your life. Yes, yes, absolutely. So um, a friend of mine had been diagnosed with tongue cancer, and this friend was an avid lipstick lover. Um, actually, my favorite makeup product is lipstick. Like okay. my kids even laugh. They're like, yeah, you don't leave the house without it. Like, it's just my pick me up. It's my bright feel good. Like I just love lipstick and I get that from this friend. So when she was diagnosed, I, I was curious, what, was there a potential correlation? So I just started doing some research and through that research, I found a lot of nasty ingredients, not only in lipstick, but in the products that we're putting on our skin every single day. Um, everything from fragrance to um, aluminum to parabens to phthalates, the list goes on and on. And I clearly went down a rabbit hole, but I, I couldn't unlearn what I had learned. Mm-hmm. I couldn't unread what I had read. And so I just started slowly transitioning some of my products that I was using every day for myself, for my family, for my kids. I was a new mom. And I discovered Beauty Counter, and I realized it was more than just a safe product. There was a mesh, there was a message, there was a mission tied to it. There was advocacy, and it just it spoke to me. So started slowly making Beauty Counter products a part of my staple um, for personal care products, and then I was like, I need to tell other people about this. This is something that I didn't realize, and we put so many products on our skin. I don't care if you're a little to big makeup user. We all wash our face. Mm-hmm. Um, we all use deodorant. We should. We should. We should. <laughs> this is so true. We should. Yeah. Yeah. I've had those days where I forget. Yep. I totally been there. Um, so yes, we should be using these products. So start, start with what you need and, and educate yourself. And if, if you don't want to educate yourself, I'm going to educate you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to educate you. So with Beauty Counter, I've had the chance to go to Washington, D.C. two different times to advocate for more health protective legislation and really basically say it is unlawful to, um, to not educate consumers on what is in the products that you put on your skin every single day. And it's eye-opening for them. Um, there's a lot of greenwashing that takes place where Mm -hmm. you can put a pretty green leaf on a product. And I think we think it's, it's clean, it's organic, it's safe. And until you actually read the ingredients, um, shame on us for not always doing that, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't solely be our responsibility. Yes. It should not. These multi-billion companies can tuck 2,800 ingredients under one single word like fragrance. Mm -hmm. And we have no idea that fragrance doesn't just mean fragrance. Fragrance can mean up to 2,800 other ingredients. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. No. And one of the things that I think is coolest about Beauty Counter, but then also makes you question what our country Mm -hmm. is doing, is that they have a no or a never list Mm -hmm. that includes thousands Mm -hmm. of ingredients that are banned Mm -hmm. in other countries, especially European countries, but they're not banned in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but Beauty Counter bans them. You are right. Mm -hmm. You are right. And that's exactly right. Like, that is eye-opening in itself. Knowing that 
the exact same company is making it differently in a European country, mm-hmm. but not here in the United States. Mm-hmm. We need to start asking questions. Right. And that's why BD Connor is doing that. So yeah. they're at the forefront and really pounding the pavement in making that difference. Yeah. It's, it's really cool and it's empowering to know what we're putting on our skin. Right. And for those that don't know, and I don't know why you would know this, when I became Miss Lacrosse Oktoberfest, Christina gifted me a, uh, a skin regimen that I started using, changed my skin, then I stopped using it because I was like, well, maybe my Target, my Target $5 products are okay. Mm-hmm. I instantly broke out. Then I, st- then I repurchased the beauty counter stuff and I have not stopped using it since. <laughs> and then just a couple of weeks ago, I became a brand advocate myself. Uh-huh. So, it's, so I'm excited. Right. And you have such a story to there to tell. I mean, I think it's a perfect example of like what we put on our skin matters. And you obviously saw a difference, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you did make that shift and, um, good for you for just, you know, sticking to it. It's, our, our skin is our largest organ, right? Yes. So let's treat it good. Let's treat it good. I think it's also interesting being involved in the pageant world for a year without that background. I felt all of this pressure to wear a ton of makeup. Mm-hmm. And I really don't or hadn't worn a lot of makeup because I just, I don't love it. I think it's too much work in the morning. Right, right. I don't love for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand makeup as a form of art for other people and mm-hmm. I look at people and think wow their makeup is beautiful mm-hmm. and when it's on my skin I think I look like cakey and much. fake yeah. and plastic and all this stuff and I can confidently say that beauty counter has nailed the makeup for people that don't mm-hmm. want to wear makeup mm-hmm. because it's so it's just it's beautiful it's it's not like full it's, coverage right it's very natural. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. They really try to embrace that natural beauty. And I think too, there's just the simplicity of the products. And even like you, you have, by the way, like the most gorgeous eyes, the multicolored eyes. <gasps> Thank you, you. We have the sunshine or like the sort of sun, the natural light shining in on her eyes right now. And I'm like captivated by your <laughs> eyes and your beauty counter mascara, which uh-huh. only accentuates your beautiful eyes. But that's all you need mm-hmm. is just a little pop of a little blush on the cheeks a little mascara to lift and accentuate those eyes and that brow gel and you're golden. <laughs> the brow gel. The brow gel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I love it. It's, love it. it's made me feel more confident in this art form that is makeup or can yeah. be makeup. So I love that. Okay. That's awesome. Shifting gears a little bit. Okay. By the time that this episode drops, your book will have also pre-launched. Or, Correct. Okay. Yes. Potentially will be for sale, but for sure okay. pre, pre-sale will have started. Yes. So I saw you posted about this on your social media, but yep. this book has been a long time in the making. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Oh, goodness. This is where um, this second big title that I've had is Mom um, really has inspired me. So my oldest will be, she just turned 10 in January. So this is kind of the timeline, um, having her age be a little bit of a slap in the face as to how long this has taken me. (laughs) Um, But my daughter was around the age of two when she was enthralled with seek and find books. I mean, 
you name a seek and find book and I promise you it's in my house. It, okay. Yep. They're everywhere in our house. So, it, and can you explain what, yeah. what exactly that is? So a seek and find book is, and a lot of them, um, might be comparable to adults understanding where's Waldo. So, okay. right. So rather than just finding Waldo, a seek and find, let's say we have Disney's Pixar, um, up the movie up, there's going to be a Disney Pixar up seek and find. And on one page will be a legend with the balloons from the movie up. And then in that scene, you're going to have to find the balloons from the legend. So it's the legend to the scene and you have to match finding those items. Um, The next page might be um, a picture of the dog with the robotic leash that it has on and you have to find that in the scene. Okay. So there are seek and find books on every Disney movie. Um, and a lot of times we would take those Seek and Vine books to church and I felt okay with it because she was being quiet, but I didn't feel okay because it was completely unrelatable to the reason why we were in this beautiful space learning about the beautiful sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go find a faith-based Seek and Vine book. Mm. So I went to our local bookstores and found a couple religious books. Um, the only seek and find book I could find was about the saints. So bought that, but then I started thinking, well, I want to teach my two-year-old about why we go to church. I want to teach her about why she was baptized into the Catholic faith. I want to teach her about her receiving her first or her sacrament of uh, Holy First Communion. So I'm like, there's got to be a seek and find book about the sacraments. So I'm searching online. I'm like, Amazon's got to help me here. Like, come on, Amazon, help a mother out, right? No, Amazon doesn't. And then I'm on all of the Catholic, the Ascension Press, all the big Catholic publishing companies, and I still can't find it. And I'm like, it's out there. I'm crazy. I just can't find it. (laughs) So after I looked and looked and looked and had others look, we just didn't find it. And I'm Mm. like, okay. So uh, I guess I'm going to add this to my to-do list. I guess I'm going to write a book (laughs) um, and get this done. And so I put it on my to-do list. And if you know me, my to-do list is always accomplished. Um, If I don't get around to prioritizing it, it might get bumped to page two or three or four. And it definitely would continue to get bumped to page two, three, and four through the years. Mm. I started making a little bit of my first step to creating a book, um, I put together a little bit of a book submission. I started putting together um, the manuscript. And little by little, I'd chip away, but I, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I sought some advice from some fellow authors and friends and started slowly submitting it to. I probably went too big, um, some pretty big Catholic publishing companies and waited and waited and waited and never heard back. Mm -hmm. And then time went on and I had my second child and he also was very drawn to the seek and find book. So I'd go back at it and I'd submit some more and I never heard back, tucked it away, tucked it away. And when I had Scarlett, our third, I think the realization hit when I knew she liked seek and find books just as much as the other two did. <laughs> I'm like, either I'm going to do this when I'm a mom or I'm going to do it when I'm a grandma. And I don't think I'm going to have the energy to do it when I'm a grandma. So I'm going <laughs> to get it done while I'm a mom. And so I connected, um, long story short, through Facebook to my sixth grade teacher's son-in-law, 
who is an illustrator and a devout Catholic and an incredible human being, a beautiful illustrator. And he took a chance on me and uh, said he would illustrate the book and connected me through his publishing company, which is Voyage. Um, They primarily specialize in Catholic comic books for young adults, but they are expanding their line to Voyage Kids, and this will be the first book for their Voyage Kids line, and they, I know, are looking to grow. They are a small uh, Midwest-based publishing company, but looking to grow and exciting yes so there's my like uh 12 chapters on my story of my book so thanks for listening that's good that's great (laughs) so you um you're meeting with him over zoom correct yes we have met in person but primarily most of our discussions are through zoom and so he he took your words Mm -hmm. and then he made them into visual art yep yes he's incredible and and i am um do not have a a a doctorate in sacred theology. I'm not an expert. I am a mom. Mm-hmm. I am a mom who believes in our faith, who wants to raise my children to understand our faith, who wants to inspire them to stay connected to the faith. And so I was able to really connect to um, educators. And we worked with um, Monsignor Steve Ketchell, with Father Father Pace, a lot of wonderful humans in this community, and just kind of put together our collective minds to make sure that this was in fact um, in line with mm-hmm. what our faith says. And so we will actually, we are looking to seek an official stamp of approval from the bishop. Um, for this book and so that will be hopefully coming here in the final stages of printing for the book yay yeah so do you have a timeline of when you may hold a physical copy yes in your hands yes so i gave the publishing company kind of a, a a very concrete goal my son will be receiving his first communion on march 10th and my goal my vision my dream is to give all of those second graders a copy of this book as their gift so that's my timeline okay and they know and I remind them every day (laughs) (laughs) very cool and then uh where will the book be for sale so the book will be for sale if you're in the lacrosse area um I plan on doing lots of personal drop-offs um so to get that free shipping piece it will be available through voyage website um Talks of it being locally at Barnes and Noble here in Lacrosse. Cool. I'm of course hoping downtown Lacrosse, Milky, um, and then the Shrine. We're we're hoping to have that local impact, and then um, Voyage has distributors, uh, Catholic bookstores throughout the U.S. and okay. a few distribution channels. So, um, yeah, we'll be very cool attaching that link. I'm sure at some point in where you can get the book. Yes. Oh, absolutely. We'll definitely, yeah. we'll definitely put yes. that there. So the book is called seek and you will find a Catholic sacrament adventure. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Oh yes. my gosh. Do you have, I mean, you're always dreaming. Mm-hmm. You're always wanting to take on more. I know that's surprising I, I, for you. I, it's, <laughs> no. Yep. Do you have plans of, you know, now that you're almost done with this one, mm-hmm. more books? No, so the, the the next dream, we'll we'll get into that. You always have to like baby step dreams, right? Okay, yep. So my next dream is to personally walk this book with my family, with my children, up the stairs to the Vatican. 
<gasps> yes. Okay. So that's next. Okay. So I always keep goals on post-it notes. I've done this since I was in fifth grade. The first goal I ever wrote down, I'm sorry, fourth grade, was to be class president in fourth grade. Wrote it down on a post-it note. I didn't win because I lost by one vote because I voted for my fourth grade crush, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Our most important takeaway is that you write your goals on post-it notes and you hold yourself accountable. So I keep goals in my wallet on post-it notes. Oh. And so I just recently took out, write and publish my book out of my purse. And now I put deliver book to Vatican that with my family. That is awesome. Yes. Do you have like concrete, like... You have your plane ticket bought or... No, okay, okay. I'm not that brave. Okay, okay. No, 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 not that brave. <laughs> Just the dream is there and I like very much am visualizing it, but I'm not going to spend the money on those on those plane tickets. But yes. That's fair, that's fair. That's fair. But yes, that's happening. And then future books, potentially, yes. But more importantly, I want tools to go with this book. So seeking you will find a Catholic Sacraments Adventure, Seek and Find book. And then I want Alpha Books. I have over here, A is for apple, B is for banana. No, no, no. I want A is for apostles, B is for baptism, C is for confession. And I want it to tie in with the book. And then I want sticker books and activity books that tie in with these symbols that we identify with the faith for families and kids to use during mass. I want parents to feel confident and comfortable and brave to go so often we're like, oh, no, 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 I don't go because my kids are too loud. Mm. Fill them with resources and tools mm-hmm. and the light of the faith. Yeah, I yeah. think that there's sometimes shame with uh, kids having something mm-hmm. that distracts them. Absolutely. I, I was always allowed to read mm-hmm. in church, but did I ever read anything that was related to church? No, probably not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's something so important about just having children invited into the space. Right. No matter what they're doing. Right. Absolutely. Would we prefer if you're not screaming? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) As somebody who works in a church, yes. Yes, I would prefer. (laughs) But if you're there and you're reading, especially Mm -hmm. learning about why you're in church, I think that's so important. Right. It's incredibly relevant. And I think two kids... It become routines become um, so much a part of like your normal life, and so if you expose that routine to your children each week, no matter what faith you are, going into that space and celebrating whatever faith you you believe in, um, it just it, it it helps become the new norm. It mm-hmm. helps become the new norm, and you have these conversations, and you build these communities and these friendships and. It just, I think it, it really is what makes our world a better place when we can gather together and be together and have a, a light mm-hmm. that is shining in your life. And it, it's just all full circle. It really is. There's a, a belief in the Methodist church founded by Mr. John Wesley. And John Wesley said, and I, I know this because I just wrote a sermon on it for last Sunday. Okay, okay. <laughs> there's, no, or the, the, there's no holiness that's more important than social holiness. And so a lot of times people spend time focusing on their own relationship with God, mm-hmm. their own prayer, their own holiness. And that's, that's Beautiful. amazing. Right. But if you're not also then pouring into people around you or to your faith community mm-hmm. or to people who have less than you, what is it all for? Right. And so there's, I mean, there's just so much about 
being in the seats on Sundays or being at youth group on Wednesdays, Mm -hmm. that especially coming out of a pandemic ridden world, Mm -hmm. I think is more important than ever, especially with our, like our generation. Right. Right. That's spot on. That's, isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. And I think too, even in that relationship that we so work on building maybe in private, how can that grow if you don't know how to grow it by you and I talking and building a community and a conversation and a friendship, like we can inspire each other. Mm-hmm. And I think we just, we really, it is a world where it's like helping each other to, um, to grow in strength and confidence and that, that private relationship as well as public mm-hmm. for sure. So kind of a personal question. Okay. Why Catholicism? I, yeah, no, that's all right. Um, I grew up, um, grew up Catholic, born and raised in, into the faith and baptized and, um, went to church every week. And it is definitely, I mean, um, because of my upbringing, that's certainly where I've been directed Mm -hmm. and more than anything, I think just that self-discovery of believing this is where where I am and where I'm supposed to be and building a relationship with Jared, um, my mm-hmm. husband through it. It's, it's a part of our life. Um, it's not just a part of my life and it's a part of our children's lives. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's just, it's our story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, is so important as well. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And I, and I do appreciate that you said, you know, uh, this is all important no matter what faith you're yes. a part of. And cause this might be, this might be a hot take. We'll see. But I, I definitely struggle when people are vocal about that their religion is the only mm. one because mm-hmm. I'm like, aren't we all worshiping the same God at the end of the day? We may have little tweaks and changes in our doctrine or our, mm-hmm. the prayers we say mm-hmm. or what we, uh, what we think our sacraments are not. Correct. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's the same. It's the same father. <laughs> right. Right. And you can't. You can't. And you know, my, my heart has been a little heavy in the development of this book and knowing like it's actually happening, feeling as though there isn't a piece of exclusion, Mm. um, because it is a Catholic sacraments adventure. Mm. But, um, you know what I say to someone who wants to, wants that for their church, um, you do it now. Hopefully I've inspired you Mm -hmm. to go and do it. And I feel like, um, this speaks, you know, to our beliefs and, that's okay. Like mm-hmm. I, I, this book will not be for everyone, but somebody else can do it. That's true. And that's really cool to know that this might inspire or spark someone else to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like you said, at the end of the day, it's, um, it's a good message, no matter where that specific belief lies, but we're all here to, to honor God and, mm-hmm. um, to inspire others to do it. And it's okay if we're all a little different. No matter what, we we're are. all a little different. <laughs> we all see things differently, believe things differently, feel things differently. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And that's what makes our world just unique and beautiful. And it's how we can honor each other and celebrate differences. Totally. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank that, you. That again, by the time this is going to be published, your book will be for sale, hopefully. Yes, so. I know. And I have no idea. I cannot wrap my mind around the fact that this is happening and I certainly cannot wrap my mind around the possibility that somebody's going to buy this book. Like it just, I'm going to buy your book. Are you kidding? 
it just seems, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Crazy. And, and Crazy. honestly, like you said, it's not like you're creating something that already exists. Correct. So, they, you, you know, you may you may completely pop off and just be like the, the next best thing. Oh, people, goodness. People may be like, this is what we've been waiting, waiting for. for. Right, right. <laughs> and we, we hope that that happens. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, Hallie is to credit for all of this. Aww. So she is my inspiration. She actually, so we were deciding on the book cover and... When Hallie, my oldest, said to me um, that she saw the two colors, there was a green and there was a blue. I'm sure you saw those. Mm-hmm. those. And she looked at me and said, Mama, if you want something extraordinary, green is your choice. Okay. What 10-year-old? I mean, she's, she's not talking extraordinary, like these big words in our house every day. When she said that to me, I was like, girl, you just sealed the deal. Like... This is your book. And I'm like, yes, it's going to be green. It is okay. green. Yes, we want something extraordinary. Yes. So, And honestly, the reason I didn't vote on Facebook was because I liked them both. <laughs> right. So you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And good news is the green that we chose is not the green that I offered as a selection on Facebook. Okay. So yeah, so it's a little bit um, brighter, a little bit of like an iridescent, like light coming from the top. Okay. So yeah, it's very pretty. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. Thank you. So I always close out conversations okay. by asking two questions. Okay. One is just what have you been listening to lately? If you have any music recommendations or podcast recommendations, or we even sure. in the last episode I did, we took a venture into audiobooks. So that's oh. also. And then the other question is who are the good humans in your life? Oh, <laughs> how much more time do we have? I know. <laughs> Okay, first thing first, um, what have I been listening to? My home music-wise is heavily invaded with um, Taylor Swift. I've picked up on that this Yeah. Yes. Ooh, look what, what you, you made, made me do. do. <laughs> From the two-year-old, right? Yeah, we're... Yes, so that is our world right now. Um, Taylor Swift Definitely like a little Mercy Me on the way to church in the mornings. That's mm-hmm. one that speaks to us. Scarlet wants, ooh, look what you made me do. I get mad. I go, Alexa, or Amazon Music. Or I'm like, play Mercy Me on Amazon Music. And Scarlet goes, no. <laughs> so we try to make that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, Taylor Swift, little Mercy Me has kind of been hot topic. And just throwing out there, if you like a good like vibe station, Tropical House Music, Okay. Ooh, that is tropical house tropical music. Tropical house music. You you just you get a little like shoulder shimmy shake <laughs> while you're working, and it's a good one. Uh, podcast wise, the one that I'm um, well, I just listened to your Grace Thank You one this morning. <gasps> Thank your you, Grace. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> um, a couple the Bible recap. <gasps> yes. Are you listening? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm on day whatever thirty. Okay. Yes. Uh, twenty two. But that I've also been doing just to kind of compare, or like get a couple uh, versions. Um, the Bible in a year, um, Father Mike Schmitz, Mike Schmitz yep. with Ascension Press. Mm-hmm. Um, so been kind of listening to them both at the same time, just to kind of I need to hear things like truly two, three. Let's be honest, four or five times to like fully retain it. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing both of them. So that's I been like it. that's been fun. Yes. Do you prefer one over the other? I do like Father Mike 
Oh, you do? I okay. do. I do. Yeah, I, but I've always been kind of drawn to him. Um, that was one of the companies I had sent my, my book to, Ascension Press. Um, I like his like YouTube mm. videos. I just really ap- appreciate, um, as, a, as a speaker, his like ever-growing passion when he's talking. Like mm. He is always on fire. He is always enthusiastic. He is always passionate. He's so soulful. So that one speaks to me. Sometimes I'm like the Energizer Bunny. Like mm. I discovered coffee in 2015 and that was a really bad thing. I had never had it before and my husband's <laughs> like, no, she doesn't need coffee. She doesn't need it. So I, I feel like we're kind of, yeah, we speak to each other with our energy. Mm-hmm. So that is the one I prefer. I think I, I like the Bible recap Yeah, just because it's very accessible. Yeah. And... Yeah. It's so interesting to me because I, I have a degree in theology. So like I, I feel pretty confident when I read scripture that I know what's going on. Right. But then sometimes I listen to her recap and I'm just like, oh, I did not get that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just, I appreciate it. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That is so true. Yeah. That's a good one. But, but that's I, awesome I have listened that we're both- to both of those. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, cool. my, my 2024... Um, goal yeah is to do the whole bible and i've been following tara lee cobble is that yes tara lee i'll recap with tara lee cobble <laughs> yes so i i do like it good for you that's awesome yeah i think that's a good way to start off the year mm-hmm. we're both we're both on the same wavelength there that's good yeah all right all right good humans oh the good humans oh i have so many good humans as but like in just different chapters of life that i feel like i've latched onto more I'm going to have to start right now very family-based with this with this answer. I how do I even begin this? Is it possible that your children can be like your role models? Yes. Okay. I think so. So my children are just such good humans and I'm going to take a little credit for that and I'm going to give a little credit to Jared. I am just always moved like on a day-to-day basis. The the kindness that they share for one another, don't get me wrong, they fight. And I know, I think some people have a hard time believing me when I'm like, no, like they really love each other. They would do anything for each other. They are so kind and so gentle and so good to each other. And it just makes me feel this renewed spirit in knowing that like this next generation of children, like they really are going to be good to each other. Mm -hmm. They really are going to sincerely care and show respect and dignity and love to each other and I just love seeing that on a day-to-day basis with my three children in our home and um, just a relationship we have where we kind of like to be a little private people and kind of just have our family game nights and hang out at home Um, so we see it so often but we really love to embrace it so those are my my good my good little humans right now I just I am latching on to the goodness in their world of innocence mm-hmm. and all and how they see things and how they feel things. It's just such a lesson for us as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have so many good human role models in my life. Um, you know, from my first dance teacher to a mentor of mine, Misty Lown. Um, you know, she's, she's always just been a, a good human. Um, faith-based, I just love the group of women in my life, the the parents that I can connect to, um, bounce ideas off of and struggles off of um it's it's inspiring to have that so just so many nuggets 
of goodness in my life from so many people that Mm -hmm. I just really try to stay connected to. And sometimes it might just be a quick text once a month. I might not even see them in six months, but I know when I do see them, it's a relationship that like quickly picks up Mm -hmm. and that's a gift. That's a gift. So I have so many people in my life like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Do you have any, any uh, last wisdom that you would like to share with the podcast listeners? Oh man, I just encourage, I think, like I mentioned before, my post-it notes and lists, always build your lists because it, it builds yourself up. And I think we can always use a little pick me up, right? Mm -hmm. So build your list, dream big, no item on your agenda is ever too small. No item is ever too big and keep it growing because when your list is growing, you're growing. Yes, that's true. I had, I had the podcast on my, uh, goals since about 2020 okay and I just kept thinking like "Mm," you know different things no one's gonna listen Mm -hmm. or I don't actually have that much to say Mm -hmm. or then finally it was after Miss Wisconsin week and randomly a couple of the other girls had been like you know and I don't mean this in a self-serving way they were like we really like listening to you speak Mm -hmm. (laughs) you should Mm -hmm. start a podcast and I was like you know I've been thinking about it and then after the week and I, I just was like, why not? I'll just do it right now. Right? right? <laughs> That's awesome. You do. You have just this like beauty in your voice. Thank it's you. It's just so smooth and it's silky. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> and the, uh, the cover photo on Spotify is yes. the picture right before my interview. So I love that. So I love that. <laughs> Me and my suit. Yes. Such so, a great picture. Thank you so much for yes. being on today. Thanks for having me. sharing your heart and your work. Thank you. And your beautiful home. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Good to be cozy in a couch. It is. It is. All right. All right. Goodbye, podcast listeners. 